Yeah, I mean, I've helped my clients. Oh, you know what another really popular trigger is that nobody thinks about? Brushing your teeth in the morning is a trigger. Mm. Because you come out of a dead sleep, you're completely relaxed. For most people, they get up, they walk into the bathroom, and then they do this. You know, they're like they're spitting in the sink. Yeah, squatting, deadlifting, yep. Um, so that just sort of mindless bending over to spit into the sink and or if you like bend over and put your your mouth under the faucet that's a bend and twist first thing in the morning when you're certainly not warmed up so i i there's several people that i know who have hurt their back brushing their teeth it's the health in the real world podcast it's time to start the show with chris janky as your host here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by... Hello and welcome to the Health in the Real World podcast. I'm Chris Jenke, joined today by Deneen Vigiano. Uh, Deneen is a 23-year veteran of the therapeutic movement and nutrition industry. Deneen, welcome. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Hey, everyone. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, give us a little bit more of a background about who you are, uh, what you've been up to in those 23 years, and, uh, and what you help people with. Yeah, so I um, got my start, you know, after college, I was a corporate person. I actually worked on Wall Street for 10 years uh, internationally and then made a switch into the yoga industry. And then from the yoga industry, uh, started studying anatomy and injury management. And so that was my trajectory. Um, I came through yoga and then yoga tune-up and then anatomy studies. And then somewhere along the line, somewhere in uh, the early 2000s, um, my mom died and I had a kid and then I had really bad back pain. And that was my introduction to the back pain industry. And, um, and, and I was like, wow, there's gotta be a better way than what all these people are doing in the back pain industry. This is not helpful for me as sort of a do it, do it yourself kind of therapeutic training. I'd been working in nutrition for 10, 10 years already, and nobody could tell me what I could eat or what shoes I should wear or how I should sit or kind of all the practical questions. Uh, and that's, so that's sort of what motivated me to focus on back pain. Yeah, definitely a, a good motivator because back pain, I mean, it affects a lot of people and it's debilitating in, in a lot of instances. Um, and I think you labeled it correctly, the back pain industry, it is an industry now. And it sounds like you take sort of like a common sense approach to it though. What are, what are sort of some of the elements that go into having a healthy and pain-free back? Yeah. So that's, um, there are, so here's what gets my goat what gets my goat is that so i just went on a walk this past weekend with a bunch of friends one of the friends um is a medical professional and another friend is not and the other friend had back pain and called the medical professional and the medical professional gave her anti-inflammatories and she's feeling better and she was able to go on this walk with us 
So most people that come through with back pain, um, you're the primary care provider doesn't know anything about back pain, and they can give you a prescription for maybe an anti-spasm or anti-inflammatory. Um, but most people just don't know what is at their disposable disposal, like what's available to them besides drugs or Advil or pharmaceuticals or painkillers. Um, and there are hundreds of like, there's thousands of things that we can do for ourselves all day, every day that can not only relieve back pain, but there's lots of things we can be doing all day, every day that can prevent and help us manage back pain better. So um, part of what I do that's a little different is that I'm not the person to say, here, go home and do these three exercises. I'm not the person to say, you have to strengthen your core. Um, when I work with my clients, the first thing I, we talk about is pain. And I understand what their relationship to pain is, how they respond to it, how they understand it, um, how in tune with their body they are and understanding what their body is telling them. Um, and then after they sort of create this new relationship, this new dialogue with um, sensations in their body, then we can find the right tool for the sensation. But until you know, you know, if everything coming at you, and this is great for your listeners, um, if everything coming at you is like pain, 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 and it's all a five alarm fire, then how do you know, like, how do you know, how do you know what to do for it, right? And so, so some of the things we do, there's a, the traditional back pain industry is based on sort of a mechanistic model, whereby um, you have a herniated disc, or you have stenosis and narrowing of the spinal canal, and there is a thing going on in your spine. And so we are going to give you this that's going to help it. So there's A, then B, because of this mechanical error. But your back pain is not, it's not just a mechanical error. It, it is influenced by everything. It's influenced by how you sleep. It's influenced by how you get in and out of your car if you drive which shoes you're wearing, which exercises you're doing or not doing, how much rest you're getting, what your inflammatory load is, um, what your support network is like at home, right? So everything that affects your life affects your back. And so the, the easier fix, people think, oh, I just want three exercises that I can do, or I just want, you know, core strengthening for my back. The easier path is actually looking at everything and sort of piling things up so that they're not disturbing you anymore. Right. So, right. you know, I look at back pain kind of like a game of Jenga. Nice. <laughs> and so how many things are you doing that are aggravating your back? And if we start to remove some of the aggravants and add in some more positive things, you know, sometimes you don't, sometimes you don't really even need a diagnosis or an MRI or an x-ray because a lot of the same concepts can be applied across right. various back pain with the exception of nerve related disorders and spondylolisthesis. Right. Plus there's, I don't know what the number is, but I'm pretty sure it's above 50%. I saw this recently that uh, there's a huge percentage of people who are living with a bulging or herniated disc don't even know it like they don't have pain. So I always ask people who start working with me as a, as a training client, do you want to get rid of your bulging disc or do you want to get rid of your pain? Now, obviously we want to do both. Now I can't get rid of their bulging disc, but like you, I can help them get rid of their pain. 
uh, everyone's like, I don't care if I have a bulging disc if I don't know about it, if everyone else has one too. So it's very interesting though, that mechanistic model that you talk about and your friend prescribing your other friend anti-inflammatories. It's interesting to me. So it, you, you're probably a lot like me in that, okay, well, aren't you going to ask the next question? Why is it hurting in the first place? Why can't I walk? But most people don't ask that question. Well, uh, from, from the perspective of the medical professionals or the physical therapists, the, the business is, so we talked about back, the back pain industry, right? right? So when you go see a therapist or a chiropractor or a doctor or somebody for your back, not only are they not trained in what I do, but they don't, their businesses are not set up for ongoing coaching troubleshooting right. accountability and support right and so if you give somebody a program and then send them off on their way chances are something's not going to work in the program or they're going to have a setback or you know I, I mean i really think that um having somebody to turn to and help you troubleshoot um a lot of people get caught up with both the pain and then catastrophizing like, am I going to be disabled forever? And I have to say, you know, my demographic, the people I've been working with recently, uh, they aren't, these are not like your, I, I went to the gym and I pulled my back people. These are people who have like intractable pain, who have a very mm. complicated medical history and nobody else has been able to help them. These are people with um, spondylolisthesis and spinal fusions and stenosis. And, you know, it's just a pile up of diagnoses. Um, and yeah. with that pileup of diagnoses is also a pileup of noxious languaging from the radiology report or from the doctor or from the physical therapist. And everything that somebody says to you when you're in pain, it carries a lot of weight and a lot of meaning. So right. I, my clients are being told, you're always going to have pain until you have surgery or you have the spine of an 80 year old. <laughs> right. You'll that, never right, that that sticks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and pain is a very, um, a very big motivator. Uh, people will do a lot to get out of pain. And if they hear somebody who is an expert, even, even if they're not, but if they're a medical doctor, uh, then they're, yeah, you're right. That's going to carry a lot of weight. So what do you do to transition them sort of out of that? Cause again, there's a whole, there's a whole industry on back pain. There's a lot of beliefs out there that are not going to help somebody get healthy. There, so how, how do you go about transitioning somebody maybe out of that and starting to see that there might be a different way? Yeah, so that's a great question. I love that. Um, my whole purpose and the name of my online program is called Back Rehab Boss because I want to, I want to share with you as much as I know, as much as I can, so that you are as well-informed and confident as you can be, so that you have tools and you have information. I mean, part of the problem is that the people who have back pain, they don't know, they're not familiar with spinal anatomy. They're not familiar with the diagnoses. It's all, it's all Greek. And so you can get a diagnosis, but there's no, there's no context. And there's no empowerment to the diagnosis. The diagnosis is you have degenerative disc disease. 
which is like, oh, well, you're 56 and your discs have smushed because of gravity and like your age. But, right. you know, everybody gets that. Right. right. So, um, so so my goal is really to empower people with the skills to both understand what their body is telling them, um, to be able to find the right tools. We build a nice toolkit. We do things together that are stretching and, and therapeutic self-massage and breathing and I look at their activities of daily living. So we go over how they sit, stand, sleep, uh, drive. You know, if they're an opera singer, I go over how they're doing their opera warm ups. If they're driving two hours a day, I look at how they drive their car. Uh, I worked with somebody who is a ballroom dancer who had a whole, a whole structural thing going on because he spends half his life like this, right? Mm -hmm. So depending on what your lifestyle habits are we troubleshoot what you are doing a lot there whether it's parenting so we look at all of those things and we kind of pluck out the aggravants and for a lot of my clients i'll tell you straight up i work with a lot of women and a, a lot of the aggravants have to do with housework like housework is freaking hard it's like an olympic sport it is um, it's so, very laborious you know, vacuuming and you know reaching over and cleaning a tub like those things are that's really bad for your back. Um, it actually is an Olympic sport, isn't it? Don't they do the, like the, they sweep in front of the ball on the ice, right? That's like, that's what they do. It's like, it's like they're cleaning the ice for the thing, for the puck. That's very funny. <laughs> Sorry, I had to add that in. Yeah, I, the, the housework, bending, twisting, awkward angles, doing that repetitive work for hours yeah, and hours. And we're trying to get it done as fast as we can. And nobody's really paying attention. Like nobody taught them to watch how you're using your body while you're doing housework. It's not the right. two things. So in my experience, people with back pain, they're not really thinking about everybody knows that, oh, I'm sitting at my desk too much. Like that's, everybody knows that's a trigger. But a lot of people don't think about um, how they're how they're using their vacuum for example as a trigger for pain or that their shoes might be having an effect on their pain or that their diet might be um also having an effect on their pain and and that one the diets it's actually pretty simple it's really it's it's really the inflammatory load the more inflammation you have the more sensitized you're going to be for pain right right so you've mentioned um, all these triggers, diet uh, and eating more anti-inflammatory shoes, sitting. Uh, we've mentioned like chores, vacuuming, et cetera. Uh, what, what are some of the other triggers that just uh, stress I would imagine, right? Psychological, yeah. right? What are any other ones that you can just off the top of your head that maybe we can talk to people about? Um, you know, how you're sitting has a huge, has a huge effect, both how and how much you're sitting and how and how much you're exercising. Those yes. are big ones. Yes. Uh, one thing that occurred to me when you were talking about, you know, vacuuming and just cleaning in general, these positions, and depending on how much time people are going to be doing this, you know, that same person who's doing all that vacuuming might have go to the gym on their calendar for later in the day, right? Sort of like not necessarily seeing that that vacuuming, that cleaning time, that scrubbing the windows is an exercise, right? Let's work our muscles. And, and you know, you can, if you have a smartwatch, you can track how much of an exercise that is because for some people it may not be very challenging. 
for others it might be, but it's, it's sort of like creating, I, I like what you're doing. You're creating like an integrative approach. This is not, you know, back pain doesn't exist in a vacuum. Um, God, we've said the word vacuum 300 times in this podcast already, but um, you know, it's integrative. There's everything kind of comes into play, right? Yeah. I mean, I've helped my clients. Oh, you know what another really popular trigger is that nobody thinks about? Brushing your teeth in the morning is a trigger mm. because you come out of a dead sleep. You're completely relaxed. For most people, they get up, they walk into the bathroom and then they do this. You know, they're like they're spitting into the sink. Yeah. Squatting, deadlifting. Yep. Um, so that just sort of mindless bending over to spit into the sink and or if you like bend over and put your your mouth under the faucet. That's a bend and twist first thing in the morning when you're certainly not warmed up so I, I there's several people that I know who have hurt their back brushing their teeth. Yeah other other triggers are uh, i've heard people bending over to pick up like a pen off the floor same thing it's that squatting motion and. Uh, it's really important, I think, for people to remember that squatting is not bad at all. In fact, squatting is a great motion. It's how prepared are you at that moment in time? And like you said, you're, you've just woken up you're, and you're squatting, twisting. That's maybe not the right time to be doing that. So do you have a pre-toothpaste morning routine that you do? Do you get up and stretch? Do you reach overhead? Do you, is there something that you personally do? Um, well, I mean, at this point, I've, I've finally gotten myself to the point where I'm doing some really hard workouts. Um, so here's, this is a great tip for, for your listeners. Um, for the tooth, the toothbrushing thing, I generally recommend that my clients get a cup and put it on the sink and stop bending over first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. That takes mm -hmm. care of that problem. Easy. Um, the, the other issue is that, um, sorry, I have something in my eye is that when you, um, when you sleep, and I've written an article on my, you can find it on my website. It's all about compression of the spine. There's, I have a two-part series called Spinal Decompression. Your, your intervertebral discs are hydrostatic. And that means that when you come off of gravity and you lay down, there's fluids that sort of flow back into your discs and the discs get a little bit more plump while you're sleeping. So that's why people are a little taller in the morning than they are after an eight hour workday, for example. Um, so because of that, and let's say you're somebody who has some nerve compression or some impingement or um, a desiccation or a degeneration of your discs, the discs are getting a little bit flatter. When your discs, um, when your discs get flatter, the bones get a little closer together and it could put a little impingement on the nerves. What this means is when you wake up in the morning and you've got a little extra fluff, in these spaces because of the hydrostatic properties of your discs, you need to give your body time in the morning to acclimate to being upright. So generally I tell my clients, don't start working out for, if you can, 45 minutes to an hour after you wake up. Um, I know that I personally, especially in my twenties, would roll out of bed and work out. That was like, I'm gonna get it done immediately. Right. Um, and that's actually really not so great for your spine if you've got some stuff going on. If you're in your 20s it's, and there's no pain and you have no issues, it's probably okay. But once you already have some impingement and some stiffness upon waking, um, you know, the tendency is to want to wake up and stretch. 
But really the best thing yes. for you is just to wake up and walk around your house, walk around your apartment. If you want to go outside and get some sun and walk around, walk around the block. That is really the best thing you can do in the morning. And then once you're warmed up, then you can stretch or lift or do exercises. But give yourself a good minimum half an hour walking around. Perfect. Yeah, that's good. Good practical advice. Nice. Uh, Deneen, what? how would you close out with this question? I'm going to go really big picture. I like... Um, letting you get, letting you become a motivational speaker in front of, uh, let's say like a college graduation, you're the motivational speaker giving a talk on how you think they can get the most out of their life from your kind of your perspective, your experience. In general, or as it pertains to back pain? I'd say in general, both in general, and you can get specific to back pain, but uh, go really big picture here. So like somebody who has no back pain, how can they get the most out of their life? So we'll go, we'll go in general. Yeah. In general. Well, this, this relates to back pain. It relates to life in general, but whether you think you can, or whether you think you can't, you're right. And so for the back pain population, there's a lot of people who get a diagnosis and stop moving. They, they freeze because they don't know what's correct. Um, if you think you can't exercise or you think you can't climb a mountain or you think you can't do things, then you won't be able to do them. The only way to find out what you can still do is to trial and error, check it out and baby step into those things that you're afraid of and um, don't listen to other people trust, learn, learn to understand yourself and trust yourself and um, keep moving and stay healthy. Nice. I like how you weave that in too. That was perfect. Uh, all right. So Deneen, how do people get in touch with you? What's your website, social media? Yeah. So I'm uh, found everywhere on the webs and social media as Retrain Back Pain. And uh, I have an online course called, as, that I mentioned earlier called Back Rehab Boss. And so um, if you go to my website and click on programs, you can find yourself there. And I also work with people one-to-one. -one. And this year I'm gonna start offering some smaller scale um, little package programs as well. Um, I have a, a free video that uh, is also available. It's um, how to manage back flare-ups. So if you are someone who has back pain and your back tends to act up every once in a while, um, I think Chris can probably include the link in your show notes. Perfect. And that'll take yep. you right to a, a free video. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, again, this is Deneen Vigiano joining me today on Health in the Real World podcast. Deneen, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.